Welcome to the Amazing Grace Podcast show with Tamala Coleman. We pray that you will be inspired, blessed, and encouraged by what you hear weekly as you tune into Amazing Grace on the Faith Broadcast. Now your host, Tamla Coleman. for tuning in to Amazing Grace with Tamala Coleman. All praises to God, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall, I said we shall, rejoice and be glad in it. And if you're tuning in today to Amazing Grace, I want you to know that this show is about encouraging, inspiring, through testimonies, relationships, and most importantly, the love of God. I am so excited to bring on special guests to speak about their trials, their struggles, their deliverance, and their breakthroughs, and informative topics. I am truly honored to bring shows that will change, inspire, and motivate you each and every week. So tonight, listeners... I tell you, I have an awesome guest tonight with me, and he is a wonderful man of God whom I have had a recent pleasure of meeting. He is a songwriter, producer, and consultant. He is the CEO of DJ Grady Baby Radio, motivational speaker. He also has a testimony that he will share with us on this evening. So without further ado, allow me to introduce my special guest for the evening, Mr. Grady Taylor. How are you doing this evening, Mr. Taylor? I am blessed. Bless, bless. Oh, my goodness, I need to record that right there. That intro. Oh, my goodness, I never had about like that. Thank you for having me on the show. I must say, I am proud of you and all the things that God is doing in your life. And although I've only met you once, I tell you, I felt the spirit of God working in and through you. And I tell you, I just thank God for the connections. You know, I just thank God for the connections. And so while we are conversing back and forth tonight, I do want our listeners to know who Grady Taylor is. Who are you, Mr. Grady Taylor? Oh, my God. I'm the first of all, I'm a child of God. <laughs> Start from there. Uh, son of James Brown Turner. I'm Grady from Grady High School. I live across from Grady Home Projects in Atlanta. Um, I attended Grady High School, and I'm just a Grady baby. Um, I'm a music producer, music consultant, DJ, uh, songwriter. I, I just do so much. Um, God has blessed me to learn so much. Uh, I just... And I'm just a um, a comedian at heart. This thing I like to do to make people happy, you know. Mm. It's hard for me to explain myself. I, I'm Grady. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when you first, when I first met you, and you met, you said I'm DJ Grady Baby. I was like, oh my goodness! You know how many Grady babies we have in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Yes. A lot of Grady babies, a lot of Grady yes. babies. But I tell you, you actually take taking that name and actually yes. began to share with um, the world with your radio station. Now, how did your radio show come to pass? What you know? How did what well, was the vision behind that? 
what the vision was behind it was it was it's, it's two it's two um visions. What happened was um I went to to do stand up comedy, went to a studio to record a CD to do a uh, for my comedy bit. And uh, fell in love with the guy. I fell in love with the studio, and the guy taught me how to, you know, record and whatnot. And um, I ended up doing a talk show because they liked the way I talked, the conversation I was having. And um, I did a pot, a podcast for a minister. And um, my father, who adopted me, Grady Jr., he passed. And I was like, man, I want the world to know his name because I have his name. And I ended up coming up with the Grady Taylor Show. It was back in 2003 or something like that. And um, I started, you know. Recording on podcast with my sister and a couple of coworkers, and it went from there. We just talked about just the news, things that happened in the news, and and put a little comedy twist on it, comedic twist on it. Yeah, and and it's been like downhill running from there, and I've um, kind of blossomed now to where I have um, almost a million listeners live on the radio on the website. Have almost one hundred and twenty thousand active listeners wow. on the website. And I host, uh, uh, I have like, four other shows that I produce on my uh, radio station, on my website. I have Tisa Beatty, uh, Tony Montana, Dwan After Dark, and also we're going to have Mind Blown with Garen Clark. So I, I produce other people as well. Wow, wow, you are a busy man, and I tell you, you know, when God just gives us so many gifts and talents, you know, it's not to be kept to ourselves, you know, we have to share it with the world, and we have to be authentic, you know, I love it, because you, you're so authentic, and I, I felt it in your spirit when I met you um, just a few weeks ago when we shared um, the platform during um, a conversation about domestic violence, and I do want to get into that as well, but also, before we go into that, you're doing songs, you're songwriting. Have you always had writing in your heart? I know when I was younger, um, as a as a young girl, um, maybe like eight, nine, ten years old, I would write all the time. It's like I kept a journal, but it wasn't a journal. It wasn't a notebook, but it was something I kept, you know, just to write about my day's journey. But did you actually have a heart for writing as a youngster? Well, um, I grew up in the Baptist church. We sung. My, my my stepfather was a minister. Granddad was a pastor of the church, so we sung all the time. And also um, in school, you know, when you ride the school bus, we would make up songs on people. It's like like how we, you know, how do they clown us, play the dozens. And I would take jokes and stuff and convert them to songs. So I had that in my spirit since like eighth, <laughs> eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. So, yeah, it's always been in me to do that. Um, to write songs. I wrote a couple of songs for the Atlanta Falcons, you know, music, musically instrumentals, and I had some artists to perform on a few songs. Had a couple of songs placed on radio. And uh, I think I'm being offered to run a record label because I've been, you know, doing music consulting so much. Um, one of my former students asked me to run his record label. So I'm going to have a meeting with him tomorrow. <laughs> wow, how awesome yeah. is that? How awesome yeah. is that? Look at God. Look God. at God. Look. I tell you, Mr. Taylor, I'm just so, you know, when I met you, I was like, wow, you know, just hearing your testimony. And I do yeah. want to go into a little bit of that, if you don't mind sharing with yeah. our listeners, um, because, you know, we just come out of the month of domestic violence, where this just shouldn't be a limited uh, mm-hmm. month um, that we actually pretty much promote this um, this domestic violence scenarios and people that are victims. But 
you know, we all have something. I had something that I had to share. But, you know, some people experience, you know, more drastic um, domestic yeah. violence. And most of the time it's, it's so heartfelt, you know, when it comes from those that really you thought really loved you. You know, yeah. um, you thought that it was a flourishing relationship that you were in, but it, it, it could have turned deadly. But can you share with our listeners about your testimony through um, and what you went through in domestic violence? Yeah. Um, like I said, it was tough to talk about it then, and I know this is like therapy, mm-hmm. um, just talking about it. But yeah. when I was in my, you know, first marriage, I married someone that was 12 years older, you know, much older than I. And, and sometimes I still say it's my fault that it happened because um, I handled it wrong. Um, let's say, for example, let me get cut to the chase. It was one weekend, I think the same weekend that Tupac got shot. Um, um, I think October, November 6th. It was October the 6th or something like that. I can't remember. But I know it was that weekend in Vegas when he got shot. I was that weekend, we was out at when my friend was out at the club, and um, this, that particular night, he's like, we was riding carpooling together. He's like, man, I'm taking you home to your wife. Like, nah, I don't want to go home and stay here. I'm staying here. So he left me at the club. So uh, I end up um, going to my mother's house, and um, and I, I stayed there that night. So my mother didn't know I was there. So when I saw her the next day, going, she was walking to the kitchen. She said, your wife just called the company. I was like, well, okay, I called And um, I never did call her. So I called my buddy later on the day. I said, man, I'm ready to go, you know. Because I said, hey, like, you know, you, you know, when you're at mom's house, you already have a room. At mom's house, you got your own clothes and you said, like, like, So um, that night I got home, and she was asking me, you know, where I've been. But mind you, growing up with my stepdad, he never argued with my mom. They never, He never cursed at her. It was no domestic violence. The only thing that was violent was my mom verbal, you know what I'm saying, um, mm-hmm. her verbal assault on my dad. And so I said, I'm going to handle this how Pop would do. You know, Pop, you know, he kept quiet and everything. So, um, mind you, I was still recovering from high surgery. I had um, um, a cataract implant on my left eye. I was recovering from that because I had that, you know, like maybe a week or so prior of, of the incident. So that night she was asking me questions like where I've been. I told her, hey, I was with my mom. I was like, no, you wasn't. I'm like, I was there. You know, you don't believe me, Carlos. She, so she didn't believe me, so I just started ignoring her. And I think she had got so frustrated with me ignoring her, she hit me. Uh, she kind of slapped me across my face, but it was like that for the eye that I had the surgery on. And it was like a bright light, just, you know. Wow. And um, and vision was blurred. So it didn't have that effect until, like, you know, next couple of days after, and I realized I lost my vision in my left eye. And that was the first time she hit me. That, and I think, like, the second time, I still think it was my fault. <laughs> um, mm. Should I go up to the second time, too? Yes, please. Okay. So one day, I think I was off work that day. I was playing video games or something. She was going to church. She was asking that I want to go to church. I'm like, no, I'm not going. This I'm not going. Because I was still kind of depressed from losing my vision. And... um so I was like, well, she's like, well, you're not going to go to church with me. You need to do this and this. You need to um, pack your things and leave, you know. I'm like, okay, I'll leave. Like, okay, whatever, whatever. And I said, well, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to finish my game. I'm not going nowhere. Before I know it, you know, you play one game, it turns to an hour. I probably play about two or three games, and it turns to about three hours. You come back, 
I hear the car come to the garage. I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm thinking to myself, I'm supposed to be gone. So I go into the bathroom and, enter and open the medicine cabinet and just grab a handful of pills and just toss the pills across the bed, and I just lay across the bed. And uh, so she came. She was calling my name. She came in the house and everything. So I was like, just playing, you know, just playing unconscious. And now uh, she walked into the room. She jumped on the bed. She started shaking me. She said, wake up, wake up. She was just shaking me. Then she started, you know, like, like slapping the face. Wake up, baby. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Then she started slapping me harder and harder. And I just jumped. Hit me. I'm, like, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, that was like the second time she hit me. But I knew that was out of love. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just when you're telling your story, you know, I I shared mine as well. Um, you know, being in a marriage that, you know, I wasn't hit on a, you know, daily basis. But, you know, I was, you know, physically and, and verbally abused. And that can also be a, a way of domestic violence. You know, verb, yeah. words really hurt. You know, words yeah. hurt. Um, and then especially when it comes from someone that you don't love you, you know, you wouldn't say certain things. And with you having to go through that, I'm sure it was like came to a shock to you because I'm sure that would you say that you were had some things going on in your yeah. marriage that, mm-hmm. you know, was there any signs that you could see was well, probably leading well, up to that? Yeah, it was some signs of uh, her controlling this one and where I'm at, where I'm being, where I'm going. Um, just, just a lot of stuff, you know, verbal, you know, those verbal um, altercations we would have, you know. And I, I'm not big on arguing. I'm, I'm just like my, my dad. I just ignore you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she came out of her first marriage was abusive. Her, her husband used to be her. So she felt that she needed to assert herself with me. And, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not that type of guy to do that, you know. I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up in that environment. But those were the signs that she was, like, very um, overprotective. Even, like, when I was working with, with the record label, um, when I had, like, video shoots, I had models calling me for video shoots and stuff, so I was giving them directions to the place and stuff. And I'm like, if you don't trust me, come on. And then what she would do, she would interrogate the people. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to the models? I come back, the whole side of the room and clear it out. She done cleared it out, and one of the ladies put me to the side. Like, yo, you don't have to ask me who's sleeping with my husband. I was like, oh, my God. Those were the signs. And I think after, you know, that assault, that, that my whole life changed. I had to relearn how to drive. I had to relearn how to read because my, my, my left eye was my dominant eye, the vision that I lost. So I had to relearn how to do everything over again with my right eye. And I'm still, you know, still um, suffering from that today. Now my vision, my right eye, is okay. But it's affecting my driving. It's affecting my, um, you know, um, far as yeah, driving. Because I still like, like this this month. I had to go back to the um, doctor's office, which somehow connected to the state patrols. I got to do a, a field sobriety test with my vision to make sure I can still see see enough mm-hmm. pass the test to drive. So um, yeah, it, it affected me a whole lot. Even with federal jobs, and I was I was a federal security officer. So you know, you had to be licensed to carry a firearm and stuff like that. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it hurt, but I didn't let that stop me. Uh, right now, I'm currently on disability, but I, I make I still have a dream. I still um, have things that I, I can still do. As long as I'm still breathing, breathing, I can still accomplish it. Yes. 
you know. That's right. That's right. And I love it. You said you're still going to do what you got to do. You still have dreams. You know, we, yeah. we look at different things and aspects of our life and things that happen. And some people, in you know, someone else in your position, your situation, probably have given up. You know, they probably would have felt like, okay, well, there's nothing left for me. I can't see. I can't do this. They they really disable themselves. But yeah. you are just, you know, when God gives you a dream or a gift or whatever it is, he's letting you know it's not about you. It's about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to help you with this. This is what I've placed in you. This is what I want you to do. This is Don't give up on yourself. I don't care yeah. what happens. Don't, do not give up on your dream. Don't give up on the plan that God has for your life because he has plans for each of us. You know, we get down and we can get depressed, you know, because things may not go out, go the way that we want them to. They may not happen yeah. in the time that we want them to. But guess what? Everything is in God's timing. And yeah. so when we're lined up with God and we lined up with his word, then there's nothing we cannot do without him because we're powerless without him anyway. There's nothing we can do yeah. in and of ourselves. It is just with the power of God that we can do anything that we're doing because he is the reason why we live, breathe, and, and, and move and have our very being. And you said that as long as you have breath in your body, you waking yeah. up, he gives you another day. There's a chance that your dream is going to be manifested. And, I, oh, my goodness, I tell you, Grady, I am so proud of you, and I'm so grateful that God um, placed our path together and connecting because God is this amazing God like that. When we line ourselves up with him, he will place Mm -hmm. great men and great women of God in, in in your path and in your life. And that's one of my prayers Every day is that God, that you will lead in God and order my footsteps, first of all, that you will continue to just place great men and women of God in my path because he knows what I want to do. He knows my my heart's desire. And mm-hmm. when we delight ourselves in him, he said he give us the desires of our heart. Praise our the heart. Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Can I, you said something, and I just realized this this year. Um, it's not about you. You know, and um, my, my teacher would say, it's not about you. I'm like, I kept, why is that? Then I, I understand it's about God, it's about his will, because a lot of stuff he been had, had been placing in my life, I've been running from it, like yeah. like the music business. I've been running from it. I'm like, I don't want to do that no more, because, you know, you get it, once you get that bad taste in your mouth, you don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. But somehow you get, I get drawn back into it, and then I reflect back on things, you know, how we wrote notes down about visions, and the Bible speaks about your visions. Write your visions down, make it plain. Okay. It shall not tarry. It shall yeah. surely come. And and the, and the crazy thing about it, um, I wrote down one day I was riding the Greyhound bus, and that's when I was dating my second wife. I used to ride uh, ride the Greyhound bus, and I write. I had a notepad. I would just write things down. Okay, I need DJ equipment. I need a mixer. Of this for for the radio show. I wrote everything down, and um, like the microphones, all the way down to the cables. I wrote all that down, and then I had it on the table, and my niece she read it, and all of a sudden everything just started coming. The radio show. Mm-hmm. The, um, the 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 guy from the music company, the music library, taught me all this stuff. I, you know, it's it's crazy how God put people in your place. This guy was at the mailbox trying to get find me because my wife would go to the mailbox and get the um the music book. And the guy asked her, "Hey, do you do music?" She's like, "No, my husband do." Well, tell your husband how that. So I'm like, you know me, I'm in my depressed state, I was like, "No, I don't want to talk nobody about my music. I'm okay, you know, because I was still doing my podcast, but I didn't want to do music anymore." So one day he caught me at the bus stop and said, man, I'm the president of the Music Library in New York. This is my um, my winter home I'm at. Um, I come here for the winter, you know, because it's so cold in New York. And uh, he told me all his accreditation, all the songs that he had, placed all the awards he had got. So I said, well, 
Serge, um, how much do you charge when you teach me about the music, the music industry? He said, well, I charge you $200 an hour. I said, okay, well, can we get started? So I paid him for two hours. And uh, he's like, man, great. You're a good guy. You have a great spirit about you. So I tell you what, you don't have to pay me no more. Just promise me that you'll treat people fair. I'm going to teach you everything I know. And soon I said, okay, his wife got up, went to the back room, came back with a box full of contact information, people from BET to MTV, I mean, all these big wow. companies and stuff, and, and all kind of research with movie supervisors, how to clear movies, how to clear samples, and he taught me stuff. And now, and then I took that and did my own research and built my own relationships with these people. And it's, it's just crazy. God placed people, you know, even if you don't want to do something, God makes rooms for your gift. You know, my yeah. gift is good with meeting people, and music is my love, is my passion. And, and it's talking as well, as you can see. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, God, man, he just works in mysterious ways, I tell you. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And with every vision, he gives provision. So we have to just line up with him and line up with his Mm -hmm. word and continue to be prayerful and faithful and not to give up. And I'm just so blessed to be able to speak with you this evening, and I just thank God for you. You know, I don't know, you know, why God is doing what he's doing, but he knows, and it's going to be revealed, and it's going to be manifest in both of our lives. And I thank God for you. So before we end the show tonight, I Mm -hmm. do wish that you would really give us some encouraging words, inspire our audience, because there are some people um, now that have given up on their dreams. There are some things that have happened drastically in their lives, and they feel like, well, what's the use? Why should I move forward? Can you give us some encouraging words this evening? Oh, wow. Hmm. Don't let your um, your disappointments scare you from your dream. Um, and I just learned this this week. Successful people fail. Successful people get uh, disappointed. And uh, my student told me <laughs> a lot of times when you mentor people, sometimes the people that you're mentoring kind of mentor back to you and they don't even know it. Yes, yes. He said, nobody has exempt from life. And I was like, they're not exempt from life. Life lessons. Everything is a lesson. It may be a hard lesson, but it's a blessing in the lesson. So just look at it just a test. That's all it is. Life lessons is a test. And once you once you pass that test, it's on to the next test. But if you don't pass that test, you're going to keep going into it. But just figure out what it is. It's something there that you're missing, you know. But don't never give up on yourself. And it's never too late. And it's never too late um, to... Um, to um, capture your dream, to achieve your goal. Just write your visions down. Write your steps and talk to God. Talk to God about it and say, Father, what do you need me to do? You know, it's not about me, Father. It's your will. And I promise you it will come to you just as easy as waking up in the morning. Mm. Especially when you get, when you're asleep and you get, well, if you wake up in the middle of the night, especially around three, between the hours of three or five o'clock in the morning, that's God waking you up, waking you up to give you your lesson. Mm. So you get up and write immediately. That's what happened to me years ago. God woke me up out of a sleep and gave me my vision for the radio station, vision for DJ, vision for this and that. He already showed me what what um what what he had for me. And then what he do, he'll place people in your path just make strangers and, and compliment you on this and this and this. And sometimes the things they compliment you on is in line with what God has for you. And God speaks through people. You know, so just uh, just pray and watch. And just pray, watch, and listen. Take notes. Um, I mean, 
I can go on forever. <laughs> but just stay focused and don't give up. Don't give up. If the test get hard, just keep going. The grass go through concrete. If the grass can break through concrete, mm. you can't. The grass don't give up. Give up. The grass, the weeds keep going. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness, that is deep right there. That is really deep because I'm picturing that the weeds and the and the grass do come through concrete. Nothing yeah. stops it. Nothing stops right. it. And I love it when you said there is a blessing in the lesson. You know, many yeah. of us miss that because mm-hmm. when we when we give up on our dreams when it's not happening in our in our time, you know, we give up on it. But you know, sometimes we have to go through. Everyone fails. We all fall. Yeah. We all yeah. have to. You know, but you, you have to get back up. You know, mm-hmm. don't give up. You know, there's always something on the, at the end of the tunnel. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I have felt there's some things. I've had doors shut in my face. You know, things mm-hmm. have not happened the way that I wanted them to happen. Uh-huh. But when I keep pressing on, when I keep waking up, if you keep waking up, and Lord allows you to wake up every day, there's always yeah. another chance to make yeah. a difference. There's always another chance to, to bring your dreams to manifestation. There is a blessing in the lesson. Oh, my goodness. That's deep right there. That's, yes. He just, he just hit something with me. When God, when a door closes in your face, God didn't want you to go through that door. Don't yes. try to keep that door in because there's nothing there for you. The yes. door, when the door, when, my goodness, when the door opens up to you, when, when the door God wants you to walk through, it's going to be open when you step in front of it. That's right. There's going to be people that wait. Come on in. Come on in. And yeah. I'm telling you, that's, that's what's been happening to me this week. I haven't been looking for nothing. I don't run into a com- <laughs> event <laughs> for, um, sponsored by Coca-Cola. I didn't go looking for this. It came to me. Wow. Um, God, will, God will place people in your life. And and it's, the thing is doing good by people. This one, this guy was doing a back-to-school drive for, for, for some kids. I really didn't know this guy, so I said, well, I'm not going to participate. You know, I'm not going to go to the event. But what I did, I just donated the money to him. You know, and he just took the money and did whatever with it. Now he got my name first on the list as like a headline DJ for this hip hop history um, show that's going to be here in Atlanta. And I was like, man. And then he's offering me the biggest pay that I ever had as far as spending, you know, spending music. I was like, wow. You never know who your 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 who you helping. You know, I didn't know this guy was that connected. You know, just just do right by people. Do your best. Um, don't hold grudges. Sometimes people will test you to see how you react. Just have put a smile on your face and say thank you and keep moving. You don't have to retaliate negative, negative on things. Just keep it positive. Yeah. Jesus said his yeah. yoke is easy. And he'll fight your battle. Just, just get easy. He is um, wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. Yes. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, y'all. Yes, yes. Praise God because you are so right. You're so right about that. You know, we have to be faithful. We have to uh-huh. mainly be prayerful all the time. And we have to be humble. We have to be humble and treat everybody right. Treat That's all it's about is just treating everybody right. And guess what? It'll come right back to you. It's all that that you're pouring out to people is going to come right back to you. And you treat people the way you want to be treated. You're just treating people the way you want to be treated. And, you know, when there's a blessing in that because God uh-huh. sees it and God knows your heart. He knows your heart. He knows all of our hearts. But we just thank God. Oh, my goodness. I thank God for you tonight. And I do want our listeners to know where they can find you. I know you and you have like four different podcast shows and you have a different yeah. website. Give us all the websites oh and goodness. contact information. 
Okay, my contact information is 404-492-3158. Also on Facebook, I have two Facebook pages. I have um, Grady Taylor and I have DJ Grady Baby Radio on Facebook. On Instagram, I have at Crazy Grady Radio. And it's the same as Twitter, which I'm not hardly on. <laughs> but I also have a website, djgradybaby.com. That's my website. <laughs> That's my website. Awesome. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. Also, I have a TV show coming up pretty soon. I have a co-host on the show, but it's, it's, it's not locked in. But I know next month I'll, I have more information. All right. Please, please, please keep me posted. Please yeah. keep me posted. Oh, I would yeah. love to. Have to, to... Yes. How awesome is that? How does that Yes, thank you so much. Yes, he will. You know, and we don't, when we really understand that, you know, we can't, we we have no place to be jealous or envious of anyone else's gifts because God has given us all, everyone a gift. He's given us all talents and gifts that we can Mm -hmm. share with the world. So, you know, you unique, authentic, then do what God has given you to do and your gifts will make room for you. Praise God. Praise God. Take care of what you're responsible to take care of. Because you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Because my, my plan was to do radio, hide behind the mic, and that's it. Now somebody, now I've been offered as a co-host on a TV show. Praise I mean, God. I didn't answer that. Look at God. God, Look he, at wants, God. he give you what he wants you to have, not what you want sometimes. He give you your yes. desires. But, man, my goodness. Yes. All praises yes. to God, man. Yes, and our plans are not God's plans. You know, his ways are not our ways. And sometimes, you know, the way Mm -hmm. we see things are not way God sees it. So that's why we have to stay connected to him. We got to stay plugged in to God and let him lead. Let his will be be done in our lives because so many times we want our will to be done. But we have to allow God's will to be done because he knows what's best. He sees what's ahead of us before we get there. We don't see it. He sees it. He sees everything mm-hmm. that we're – he sees it, the in-between, what's going to happen. You know, God orchestrates, and I always say that on this show, that God is just orchestrating so many things, but if we just keep lining up with him and as to his will be done, that we'll be right in the right place and in the right plan that he has for us, and we have to continue to stay connected. And once we're connected to him, he's going to send connections, praise God, and mm-hmm. he's going to send all these different people that we, like you said, you didn't ask for. You and ask for and I thank God for open doors and I thank God for shut doors because sometimes the shut doors we're not ready for and so in, mm-hmm. in like it's almost like sometimes you know when we and I know I've said it myself if I I've, I've done so much now and I'm in, in my 50s and I've done so much now I wish that I did when I was in my 20s but guess what God knew what I had to go through he knew the path I would have mm-hmm. to take to get to where I am right now if he had given me or showed me what I'm doing right now I it would I would have ran from it <laughs> in my 20s mm-hmm. because I wasn't ready for it you know I wasn't ready for it and so he gives it it's in his timing so I thank God for this timing and I thank God for the path that he's he, the journey that he all he leads us all on because you know he knows what's best for us he definitely knows what's best and you know sometimes we're going to crash we're going to fall but get back up and don't quit because your dreams can become a reality. Don't just just be a dreamer, but make your dreams a reality. Amen. So thank God for you, Grady Taylor. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for your words of encouragement and for sharing your journey and your testimony with us this evening. And I pray that God will continue to bless and keep you and that you will continue to be a blessing to others and to this world. God bless you. God bless you. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in. I pray that you have received something tonight. Oh, my goodness. I have really been blessed that my guest has said so many things, and I pray that something has resonated within your spirit. Thanks again for tuning in to Amazing Grace right here on Faith Broadcast. Until next time, everyone have a good night, and God bless.